Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. Welcome back to the Taj Boy Podcast. I hope all has been well with you and that you're in good spirits. If you're not, well, here's some positive news that may elevate your level of joy and have you feeling somewhat normal for at least a few days. It's draft week, the 2020 NFL draft where dreams come to life, family fortunes get changed forever, and you get a firsthand look at your newest crop of fantasy draft picks. It's a good week, and this one is unique. With all that's going on in the world, this is the first ever virtual NFL draft where players will watch where they're selected on TV just like the rest of us. It changes everything, from the way coaches communicate in the war room to you know players being able to walk across the stage and shake the commissioner's hand while he's getting booed, to agents being present with their clients and checking their phones waiting to get feedback on where their client is going. It's different, and I wanted to give you a different perspective on how this whole thing goes down and what expectations are from the moment that you play your last game in college up until draft week. I'm bringing you an agent, but not just any agent. I'm bringing you Tori Dandy. Tori is an agent for the stars and mentor slash big brother to the game's brightest young talent. Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, and this year he has C.D. Lamb, Cesar Ruiz, and Brian Edwards. Look, the list goes on, but I'll let him tell you all about how he helps these young men navigate life through the process. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate it, will you? Here we go. All right, so today I have Tori Dandy, super agent, joining me on the Taj Boyd podcast. And man, I'm so excited to have him on. Um, he is in representation of CAA Sports, one of the biggest, if not the biggest sports agency and agency in general from a media standpoint in the country. And I mean, this guy right here carries a huge banner on his back, man. He's very appreciated within that community and deservingly so. And, you know, he has made history in some of his draft classes, and we'll get in here shortly on that. But, Tori, welcome to the show, man. I, mean, I appreciate you joining me. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Now, you know, one of the things that I asked another guy um, with this is, you know, being an agent in this situation and this time and place, you know, with the coronavirus, with, with covid and having a virtual draft, how has this changed operations from your standpoint? You know, from a, from a pure draft standpoint, uh, it's certainly been difficult when you're dealing with now. You had guy had some clients that had pro days that got canceled. Um, you know, you got some guys that got medical stuff. I know, you know, before we jumped down, we were talking about Brian Edwards, wide right. receiver from South Carolina, one of my guys who, who broke his foot uh, right before the combine, so he didn't get participated in the combine. Was hoping by pro day he you know be able to move around some, uh, but you know doctors being able to like really team doctors being able to see him physically at their facilities a lot of that stuff got you know cut short and so couldn't do it so not just Brian a lot of these guys man are, you know in an unfortunate situation position because of uh, the virus and, and not being able to travel and to go see the team team doctors but also you know GMs when they do their top thirty visits with owners and and, and and position coaches get those guys in there for those top 30 visits, guys not being able to do that, right. it certainly, uh, you know, can, can, can hurt some guys, you know, when it comes to draft weekend on the next couple of days. So 
Uh, from my perspective, man, you know, not being able, I, you know, I travel a lot to go see all my guys and spend a lot of time when I'm hands on with my guys. And so not being able to do that for over the last month, which I have not traveled within a month, man, I have never did that. I can't, I can't even believe on me saying that. Um, so it certainly has been a, a negative, um, you know, impact, you know, I think overall, but at the same time, man, we got to make the best of it and, and adjust. And I think we have done that myself individually as an agent, but right. also collectively at CAA, I think we have done a phenomenal job uh, adjusting and, and also get, keeping our clients up to date, you know, even the veteran guys on what's going on um, as we progress. Sure, sure. And, you know, with the track record of success that you've had over the years, Thank will you. that work in – Brian Edwards' favor, for example, as far as, you know, what these coaches are taking in from an input standpoint since he wasn't able to perform at a pro day. Yeah, I, I, it certainly does, man. You know, I, I have direct contacts personally to a lot of general managers where I have their direct, you know, phone numbers and, and right. cell phone numbers. And so being able to, you know, have that, you know, respect factor and that trust factor with them. But also, of course, it, it is business. And so they have their team doctors and, and trainers that, uh, you know, step in when they get to the medical portion of that. And what we did with Brian, and particularly um, about a week and a half ago, Brian did a recheck um, with a doctor down, physician down in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, they did some more images and x-rays on them. So what we did was we took those images and sent them to all 32 teams. Also put a notation in there, from a note from the doctor uh, saying, you know, kind of what Brian's status was now. But also, as of last week, Brian had, you know, he took his protected boot off his foot. Mm -hmm. He started moving around, lifting some weights, doing some squatting stuff and all that. And so I personally, man, took those videos Brian sent me, and I shot him out, you know, like five or six videos to all the GMs, yeah. uh, personal cell phone numbers I have, and, and let them kind of see. And I got a lot of positive feedback. I actually, man, Todd, it, it, you know, it goes on experience, man. Last year I had Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, yep. um, who, you know, had a similar kind of injury as well. Um, he had his back in December, um, so he had his kind of a little earlier. But I was able to – Marquise went able to work out for no teams last year for the draft. But I did the same thing, shot all those videos out to teams and team trainers and doctors and GMs. And he ended up still being the first receiver taken. Right. So I think, you know, with teams knowing that, like, with myself and, our, our you know, us, SCA, our track record, uh, we're certainly going to be upfront about what's going on. Um, and we're going to be very thorough with our, you know, documentation and notations for as what's going on with our guys. And so for Brian, I do think, you know, he's in the best, best possible spot now with the communication aspect of that based upon the relationship piece. Sure, sure. And, you know, along those lines – you know, everybody, when they think agents, when they think about some of the big players that you've represented, they see high draft and they see big contracts. Mm -hmm. um, but what you're talking about and what you've been doing for your players is going that extra mile. So take people uh, kind of on a journey of what it's like and, and go a little bit more behind the scenes on what it entails outside of just what they think they know about it. You know, it, 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 that's, that's a great question and an point you know, to bring up, Todd, because you know, a lot of times, you know, you have heard it, you know, here and there sometimes, like, why does somebody need an agent, right? right. Um, and I go back and I say, you know, every situation is, is, is different. Everybody go through this draft process and going to experience different things. And so, you know, first and foremost, 
behind the scenes, I can speak for myself and our organization. You know, we represent um, probably, well, I know the most NFL coaches, general managers, collectively, position coaches in the NFL. Right. And so those are the, are the people that's going to be actually, when they come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those are going to be the people that's going to be actually selecting these guys. Yeah. It's not going to be these mock drafts and all that kind of stuff. And so I tell guys and families from the start, when you sign with an agent, you know, your agent job is to help you navigate the process, first of all, mm-hmm. um, let you know the pros and cons of your game and what teams are saying. So in January, when you sign, you can hit the road running, hit the pavement running, starting training at your training facility, getting all that set up, getting you ready to prepare for that. Also, as you start training, you know, start getting you ready for the mental aspect of it, you know, the board work, all that kind of stuff, uh, whatever position you play, you know, learn that the ins and out about your offense or your defense and, you know, that kind of stuff. But also now you got to do the wonder lit test right. uh, and guys prepare for that. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot that goes on from the mental aspect to the physical aspect uh, that guys have to get ready for to get ready for that combine, which is, you know, basically probably like a month and a half, you know, almost two months from the time a guy signs to, with an agent. And then from there, you know, anything can pop up, Taj. I mean, whether right. it's, you know, a guy, you know, got in a little trouble back in college, now you got to try to, you know, through your relationships, uh, you know, kind of savage that and, and, and put the player and client in the best light. Or it could be a situation where, you know, you're dealing with a guy like a Brian Edwards or Marquise Brown or, you know, some of those guys that unexpectedly have a, a freak, you know, injury you know and now you automatically you can't panic you gotta you know keep everybody calm keep the family calm keep the client calm and 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 then use your you know your knowledge and your ability and your reach and resources right. to help those guys navigate that piece of it as well because those are un, unseen things that you know that you didn't think was going to be there when you were going through your agent selection you know and some guys Absolutely. get caught up in you know a lot of the other stuff but you know that's why you know their experience factor and relationship factor is very important when you're selecting your agent, man. So, you know, you got a lot of that stuff going on behind the scenes. And now as you get closer to the draft, you know, now it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, smoke mm-hmm. that comes out and rumors that comes out. And, you know, uh, you know, people with this media, or some teams might leak some false, false information about certain players because they hope those players might fall to, fall to them. Uh, <laughs> and so you want to have that. That really happens, though. Yeah, it does. And so you want to have that ability to 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 be able to get on the phone and, and, and combat that for your client. Um, so it's, it's a lot, man, that really goes on day to day, case by case, client by client, uh, family by family that goes on from the time a player signs in January all the way to, to draft day. And I know a lot of people just see, oh, God, this guy went to the combine. He showed out or this guy killed his pro day or now this guy's a top 10 pick or first round, second round, whatever round a player may go in and they see all that, but they don't see the real grunt grind work behind closed doors. And um, if you got a a, a great agency and great agency, um, you know, it's it's certainly work been done for sure. Well, and and with that being said, I mean, you become so much more than an agent, right? You become a psychologist, you become a mentor, you become the big homie for some of these guys. And, you know, there's a lot of, 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 of ego in this sometimes. And so, you know, some guys, they go and they get drafted higher than they were anticipated to. And I'm sure that they're elated from that standpoint. But what does that look like from a counseling standpoint 
if a guy goes a little bit lower than expected, maybe around, maybe two, maybe he goes undrafted. What does that look like for you as far as picking up the pieces that may have been left on that side of it from not only the player, but the parents as well? You know, and that's that's a great point too, Todd, because I had had a lot of success and guys go higher in the draft. Right. But I had, you know, I had situations where guys, you know, fell in the draft, you know, here and there. And, and it's been for, you know, various reasons. And so it's one of those things where I all I, I tell families all the time when I'm recruiting a family and recruiting a player, I would never be a yes man. Right. And and I learned that from my from my former mentor, business partner, confidant, the great Eugene Parker, the, the late great Eugene Parker. Um, and he always say, Tori, be transparent. And so what I try to do, Taj, is as we go through the process and we get closer to the draft, I always try to give guys a true projection, the best right. case and the worst case. Hmm. Um, and, and sometimes those worst case things had happened, and sometimes the worst case thing had happened beyond what I maybe even had said. But, right. um, I, you know, say for instance, is a guy that, you know, might supposed to be a third rounder. He ended up going fifth round. Well, what I always do is being transparent, I'm texting general managers on my phone as the draft going on. Mm-hmm. You know, just seeing, okay, what's the reasoning or, 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 you know, what's going on? So sometimes, you know, general managers will be so busy they caught up so they can't respond right away. Or sometimes some of the guys, depending on your relationship with them, hit you right back. Hey, this is happening or this is the, the scare factor for us, Tori, or whatever. And so what I always do, man, is if I'm not with the client at the draft, you know, or with them in their home, when you can't be everywhere, um, I always screenshot it and show it to the family and the, and the players so they see transparently what's really happening in real life, real time. Right. Um, because I think that that stuff when you don't when you don't you got to put yourself in their shoes when you waited this entire time and now I got some disappointment. I tell guys all the time when you was a little boy, when you was in high school, you know, growing up, all you ever said was you want to play in the NFL one day. Right. You didn't say, I want to be a first rounder. I, I want to be a second rounder. So I tell guys at the end of the day, it's still a blessing. At yeah. the end of the day. And you got to look at a, a situations like a Tom Brady or some of these other guys who have failed in the draft, Richard Sherman. Some of these guys have failed in the draft, but, you know, went on to become future Hall of Famers. I mean, so you got to channel that back in and say, you know what? It's still a blessing. Right. I'm going to make more money than I ever made in my entire life. Uh, I'm gonna be able to take care of my family, but now I got to go grind to get that, that 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 big bag per se, that big check uh, to really be financially free. So I think the most important thing of it is when you have a client that go through that adverse situations, you know you got to keep calm first of all as an agent because now they're looking at you and your mannerism and how you're moving to see if you panicking. You panicking, they gonna panic. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and so when you have that experience, you don't been through that over and over and through that fire. You keep a guy calm, but you can't recruit a player or get into a situation like it's March or right now, and you know a player is going to go fifth round, but you're still telling the player he's going to go second round. Right. And you have, you know, some, some 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 people in the industry who don't know how to have those tough conversations because they never had that relationship with their guys. Right. And so they can't have that real real conversation with them. And so that's when you see a lot more disappointment and frustration versus being upfront with a guy. And I always believe in being transparent with a guy and a family. Um, you know, that's just how I operate. Yeah, because, I mean, ideally, you know, you don't want this relationship just to exist, exist as long as the, the contract exists. You want this to last forever. I mean, this is a bond and this is a relationship. 
And and I really want to get into that because, I mean, obviously, man, you got a whole wide receiver factory going on over here. You know, obviously you represent more than that too. But, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a small town, Woodruff, South Carolina, you know, how, how did this – happen you know what were the steps that it took and this is this something that you thought you would end up getting into no it's crazy man because i you know i tell people all the time you know and and, and of course in high school i mean i was i come from a background tied on a personal side where you know my real father you know had 18 brothers and sisters my mom had six brothers and sisters Uh, i'm the first one in my family to ever go to college um and so i broke that barrier down um, when I got ready to go to graduate school to get my MBA, my mom asked me, she said, Tori, what are you about to do next? I said, I'm going to go to graduate school. She said, what is graduate school? So that's where I come from. Right. Um, I never knew what an agent was. Uh, my junior year in college, um, I got injured. Uh, and so my senior year, I didn't play. And so one of my teammates at the time was getting recruited by agents. And he asked me, out of, <laughs> out of all people, uh, because at that time I was more of a student coach, and I always did great with my academics and all that. So I knew it was re- respect factor amongst my peers, my teammates, when it came to that, because they always knew that I was focused and driven. Right. And so he asked me for whatever reason, said he didn't have much family support to help him with his process as far as selecting the agent. And at the time, it was like the blind leading the blind, tell you the truth, because I didn't know what the agent was. And so right. he ended up signing with a smaller agency at the time, and, and I did an internship with them. And uh, I was like, you know what? This is something I really like. And yeah. so then I met the great Eugene Parker. We went we went ahead and worked together for almost 14 years. Uh, and so to answer your question, no, I didn't foresee this. I thought maybe I was going to be maybe an AD one day or maybe right. a college coach potentially one day. Uh, I never knew an NFL agent even existed because coming from a small town of South Carolina, of Woodruff, South Carolina, you know, not many make it out, uh, let alone go to college, but make it out and, and get into this kind of industry. So for me, man, it wasn't like I had a blueprint to follow. Um, I just met some great people along the way, and particularly somebody like a Eugene Parker who really showed me the way and, and helped me navigate to get to this point and where I'm at in my career. So I'm always ever, forever appreciative and grateful uh, for that, man. But, you know, the relationship I have with each client, man, is very special. Uh, yeah, I'm very successful and re- represent a lot of top players and great players and families and all that. But if you ask each one of my clients and their family, um, you know, they feel like they're my only client and family. I don't right. know. Because well, and how, I, do you, how do you do that? Because, I mean, when you talk about the list, it's extensive. I mean, just in the recent Mike Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, Hassan Reddick, Debo Samuel, Shaq Lawson. You got now C.D. Lamb, Brian Edwards, Sammy. I mean, the fact that you legitimately can – and have these relationships and know that they're genuine and authentic and you're there for them in that moment. How do you, did you learn how to practice and understand the, the importance of being present within that moment? You know, how did that occur over, over time? Because, you know, multitasking isn't the most easiest thing uh, for a human being. And the fact that you do it at such a high level, you know, there has to be something to that. Well, and, 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 I think for me, Todd, is 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 one of those things where no, it's, it's not a practice. I think either you have it or you don't have it. Um, right. And when I say you have it, I think when I say you have it or don't have it, I think more so the relationship piece of it, like sure. being able to relate to the guys and for them to know that you genuinely care about them. Uh, I have some clients right now, Todd, that got injured, 
uh, haven't played in the NFL in a year or two or whatever. And if you interview them and they'll tell you, hey, man, I still talk to Tory. Right. I know he's still trying to grind for me or, you know, I don't transition on and now I'm not playing football, and but I still got to keep a relationship with Tory. I think for me, man, I got into this business. Uh, some people get into this business for the wrong reason. I mean, some sure. people get into this business just strictly want to make money. Now, any of that, we all want to make money, right? Right. Uh, but for me, I got into this industry uh, trying to help a friend out. And so I look at it like this. All I'm doing now is helping my friends, you know, in most cases, you know, my, my little brothers. Um, and I know their background and where they come from. Uh, what they've been through, what they sacrificed, what they parents sacrificed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, a lot of agents that get in my position who are very successful, you know, take that notion of the ego piece and be right. like, you know what, because I'm such and such, I'm supposed to get this player. But for me, Taj, every client that I have, man, you know, I look at it like this. They could have signed with any agent in America, okay? Right. But for them to say, you know what, it's something about Tory unique and different or whatever, I'm going to give him the opportunity. Well, for me, I take that with a different, you know, purpose, passion, and pride, man, knowing that this young man and his family put entrusted in me mm-hmm. uh, at the biggest time and biggest moment in their life thus far. And so I just genuinely, man, when I lay down every night, you know, I take that with a, a, a different kind of, you know, purpose, man, a different kind of passion to make me want to drive for those guys, man, because I know, man, you know, I played college ball, but certainly not to the level of some, you know, y'all, you know, you played at and some of my clients and all that. But I know what the sacrifices you go through, man, put your body through. And so when when you have when you have somebody that you know that really care about you outside of you just putting that uniform on, you know, I think that that creates a whole different another element of bomb because most people around these guys, man, that who didn't grow up with them per se and they in a circle. Most of the time, they see them as you know a money machine in a sense, or you know, and, and then they get injured, and all of a sudden now they damage goods. And so, I think you know where I really excel at, and, and got to this point in my career is is genuinely caring about my guys outside of them just being great players. Um, and I tell guys all the time, families, every player is not a fit for me. I'm not a fit for every player. Right. If a player won't an agent that's going to lie to them or you know, to shoot them whatever they want to be told and be a yes man, that's not going to be a fit for me um, because I'm always going to be transparent. At the end of the day, I tell clients, you are the boss. You made the final decisions. Right. So my job is to empower you and educate you and your family for you to make great, sound business decisions. And I tell guys, too, it's an epidemic in the NFL. Almost 80% of professional football players that ever played a game of football, Todd, almost 80% end up broke after two years of playing football. Right. And when I look at that factor, man, it, it, it certainly, man, is it, 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 it certainly is troubling. Um, and you know, and I, and I'm just be totally transparent. And you know, I'm African American, and and, yeah. and a yeah. lot of guys that are in that situation are African American and look and look like us. And so, absolutely, you know, and, and 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 so I tell guys all the time, man, like, hey, at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if you're gonna play two years, five years, you know, one year, twenty years, whatever, man. You've still been blessed to be in this situation. So once you maximize it while you got a chance, because you already sacrificed to get to this point. And so, man, I have a, I have a real conversation with my guys outside of just doing a contract. We talk about life and right. talk about family issues. We talk about relationship issues. We talk about, you know, what do they want to do, life after football. And so when you have those kind of conversations, man, 
you know, I think you just build a certain kind of trust and bond, man. And I think God just blessed me with a unique ability to be able to do that. For sure. And does it get to the point? Because obviously that can be mentally taxing, especially for you. If you know you're trying to pour truth into a guy, he's not willing to accept that. Has there been a moment where you've ever been overwhelmed? Well, I would say this. I have um, truly uh, have, a, you know, my support, you know, my assistants and all that. I have a, mm-hmm. a great team around me that help guys with all their day-to-day stuff. And whether it's flights, hotels, whether it's family going on vacation, they handle that kind of stuff. So a lot of that admin stuff I don't necessarily have to do. Right. Um, but I, I'm a part of it and know what's going on. But that takes a lot of my plate when it comes to that piece. Sure. Um, and so, you know, it. we all go through moments where we like, you know, like, wow, like there's a lot going on. Um, <laughs> you know, we all. I think we all get to that point at some point, whether, it, you know, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're a fireman or whether your profession is, a, 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 you know, an athlete. We all get to that point where you got to reset. Um, and that's why I really think, man, even though I, I said earlier, like this has been like kind of a negative uh, thing going on with this whole virus. Uh, but man, for me, on a personal note, man, it's been kind of refreshing in a sense because for the first time since I really got into this industry, man, like I got a chance to reset my mind and my body. Right. Um, I haven't traveled in over a month. And so, yeah, you get to that point where you like, you know, you need that, that new fresh, you know, fresh air and all that, man. So yeah, I have got to that point, but at the same time, I know I got a job to do and people yeah. depend on, depending on me. Well, you know, the the fact that you said you delegate a lot of your tasks, um, mm-hmm. you know, tells me that, you know, leadership and that structure is very important to you as well. And so along those lines, how do you manage your, I don't necessarily want to call it a work-life balance because they're all synonymous. They all work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, taking the time out for your, for your, your wife, for your daughter, for, you know, brothers and sisters, I mean, how do you manage those things as well and still be available to your guys? Well, <laughs> well, I'm not married, so okay. that, but uh, <laughs> I, I do have my daughter, my daughter, Victoria. Um, she's, she's finishing up her first year of graduate school. Uh, she'll be 24, June 29th. Uh, so I have my daughter, but she's you know, basically kind of doing her thing. Um, and then, you know, for us, like my, you know, my mom, my sisters, you know, my immediate close family, uh, you know, I tell them all the time. I mean, it does become, you know, a lot. But, you know, I, always, I also look at this, man, you know, tomorrow's not promised, yeah. you know. And so if you don't take time out, no matter what your profession is, if you don't take time out for yourself and, and really put an emphasis on that hmm. uh, because we could be gone tomorrow. And guess what? Somebody else will be doing an interview and some other agent will be doing an interview and somebody else will be doing the actual interview. You know what I mean? So. Right. It's one of those things where you gotta really uh, uh, make an emphasis and a priority to do that. And I and I think uh, the way you know I prioritize my time, uh, I certainly you know get my me time in. Um, and sometimes I come off the road, Todd. Sometimes I might be on the road for three or four days in a row. When I come back, you know, two days, man, I might just completely shut myself off. When I say shut myself off, like I'm still interacting with my clients, but just like just keep to myself for a little while. Right. Uh, that does uh, allow me to, to when I got to hit it again, I'm ready to go hit it and I'm fresh and I'm ready to go. So I think that time management and that self-care and I'm a God-fearing guy as well. And so I believe in the word and in the faith and in all that. And so I get that time in as well. So I think that overall that allows me to have a well-balanced life. 
some of my close friends, some of my boys I always say, man, like, dude, we don't know how you do it. Like, you, you're the most well-balanced guy we know, man. Yeah. And and that's <laughs> – it's a skill, you know. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, it's it's easier said than done uh, from that standpoint. And, again, you know, when you, when you mentioned Eugene Parker, I mean, this guy is a legend, um, you know, across the country. And for the people who don't know who he is, they need to look him up, man, because – no you know, question. He paved the way for a lot of what's happening in the sports entertainment industry right now. Um, is there something that he said that resonates with you today, or can you remember the first thing that he told you? What are some things that you practice now that you learned from working with him? You know, man, I, I appreciate you definitely shouting out Eugene Parker um, because he is a he he was he was he he was a legend, an icon, and forever be remembered and 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 missed and all that. Uh, and like I said, I had an opportunity to work with Eugene and partner with Eugene at a very mm-hmm. early age in, in in my career, and, and we worked together for a long long time. But I never forget, man. Eugene told me uh, when we first when he first told me that he was going to give me an opportunity to partner with him and work for him and with him. He said, "Man, Tori, do a couple of things." I said, "What's that?" He said. Do things with integrity, with great character and morals, and 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 always check your ego at the door. Yeah, because we're in an industry where young men and families are depending on us, and they're depending on us. You know, depending on us in, in, in a situation where it's foreign territory to them. They never been down this road before, so they're looking for us for guidance. And so, I think when you when you check your ego at the door, and then you look at doing things with great integrity and, and having great character and, and, and morals, uh, those lessons and words uh, resonate in, throughout life in general, not just in business, uh, but this life in business. And then, you know, man, Todd, you, you've been down this road getting recruited and playing, playing professionally in college and all that. You know how cutthroat and dirty the industry could be uh, where, you know, those principles and, and, and words are not carried out. Right. So for me, man, you know, I always think about, you know, the words that Eugene spoke to me and, and, and I seen him. He didn't just tell me. I seen him on right. a regular basis how he practiced that. Uh, and so, yeah, I would never be uh, a Eugene Parker. I mean, he, he is one of one and, and, and always will be. But I always try to just, you know, be close to the man that he was. Because that's important, man. Yeah, you could be a great agent, do great deals and all that. but what kind of person are you when 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 the lights goes off? You got to sure. look in the mirror, you know. Are you happy with who you are? And so, you know, those are the things that Eugene always talked to me about, like toward doing things that's right. Uh, understand that it's enough for everybody out here, meaning that it's enough business to go on that you ain't got to get everybody. Right. Uh, and and know that at the end of the day, God is going to put the right young men and families who's supposed to be in your life, uh, and so that. At night, you can lay down. You know what? I told this young man and family the right way. They chose to go another route, but I'm at peace with that because I know I did it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, those are some of the, the valuable things and lessons, man, that Eugene Parker certainly taught me, man, and that I would forever, forever remember and always be grateful for that I, I, I was able to get that those jewels and wisdom from him, uh, and, and it never be forgotten. Absolutely. That's good, man. That's that's a lot of wisdom. That's it's going to be a valuable information to a lot of these people listening. And I know, you know, you I'm, I'm sure you have a plethora of 
up and coming, you know, agents, aspiring mm -hmm. agents that you talk to that you probably speak life into as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're leaving your legacy that way, man, is special and, and it's well, important. Um, I appreciate honestly, that. Man. And, you know, as, as this draft week is, is, is here and we're a few days out, you know, you got Caesar, you got Brian Edwards, you got CD Lamb, and mm -hmm. this is a life changing opportunity for them and their families. And they're getting prepped for it. But how do you get prepped for it? I mean, do you have to just keep cool the entire time? Do you get fired up, excited, do butt back flips, or, you know, what does this week look like for you? It, 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 and I tell guys back in like, you know, when, when you sign a player back in, in January, right. I tell guys, I said, man, you look up, it's going to be April. And then now they see it's April. And so it's like, there's a, it's a marathon that also turned into a sprint. Now we, at, you know, now we at a place where the next two days is gonna be seen so long for these guys to live out their dream, man. And so it's one of those things. Where I think when you have the experience and been been in this industry as long as I have, yeah, I'm still got that. I still fired up. I'm still fired up about you know, you know, my guys got a chance to, to be high draft picks, or you know, all of a sudden now you know, live out their dream and change them and they change, you know, families' lives. And so for me, it's one of those things where I still got to keep the business where the business is and still be able to get much information I can as possible. Because right now is one of those things where, you know, everybody guessing right now. You know, all these mock drafts and, you know, no offense to Todd Machets and the male types of the world, they do great, right. they do great jobs at what they do. and But they still don't know what the general manager is going to do, the owner is going to do at the end oh. of the day. Most, most, most position coaches in the NFL don't even know what their team is going to do right now. <laughs> we get close to the draft, the GM and the GM head coach, the owner kind of cut themselves off, and and then they have their own little discussions about what they're going to do because they don't want nothing to leak out here or whatever. So all you can do, man, is you know I, I I've been calling teams and GMs and executives for teams and just kind of. Pick their brain, but also what's crazy is Taj is the GMs reach out to you, man, and just kind of figure out, hey, man, what's what you hearing on this guy, or what you got going on with your guys, and what, what's projected, who been calling them, because they try to figure out too, like how they gonna play this thing out. Right. So everybody guessing, man, and, and, and but it's one of those things where you when you have experience like I have, you keep that calm, you keep that peace. Um, you know, I talk to Caesar and, and Brian and CD every day, and you know, just keeping those guys, you know, calm as possible, but at the same time. You know, I can only imagine, man, I never sat in their shoes being able to be, you know, knowing, knowing that you're about to get drafted, knowing that you're going to play in the NFL. Um, so I know it's butterfly. I know it's nervousness and all that. Um, but, you know, I tell guys, hey, man, once it's over with, it's over with. So you never get to enjoy that ride again. So enjoy it, man. Embrace it. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully they get a chance to play in that Super Bowl like like Debo did, man. So, I, yeah, so. You're talking about having, having a, a, a fantastic, memorable <laughs> Uh, first year, man, it is, it's amazing. Oh my gosh! I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know. And he looked like a veteran out there. He did you know? very, very poised. Had they won that game, and he he could have very well been MVP. Yeah, he would have been MVP for sure. I mean, yeah. at one point, I had to, I had to check myself. I'm like, bro, he's only been out. Of, he, he's he's a rookie, right? Because I was like, yeah. man, you know, I remember working out with him when he was uh he used to come back to the high school in Spartanburg. He would come, <laughs> hey, come throw. And now I'm like, you know, he looked like he'd been in the league four or five years, man. So the yeah. the the ceiling, as Michael Jordan says, I don't know what he said. Ceiling is a roof, something like that. But long story short, man, he got a he got a long road ahead of him, man. He's going a spot. He's going to go and do great things, man. And 
you know, hopefully he continues on that trajectory, man, because he's a very special player. And obviously, you know, he got a special mom too, man. She's a, a precious as a character, you know. So precious, I actually, man, it was someone was asking me about Debo recently. I actually grew up knew Precious uh, ever since we was like in junior high school. Yeah, uh, I knew Debo father for, for many, many years, way before he even, you know, got to USC and all that kind of stuff. But they, they, they great family, great people, man. And you know, I've been on Debo all. He's working his, his tail off, and this off season, and I tell him, I say, look at man, it's a new season. Like, yeah. People know who you are now. They gonna come after you, man. So he he been working hard, man, and working his tail off, man, to to be that special player that he he's capable of being for sure. Absolutely. Well, look, man, this is a it's an exciting week. No uh, excited for for you and and all of your guys and their families, man. And you know, it didn't seem like that long ago where I was sitting there weeping. I don't know if it was tears of joy or tears of sorrow, but it was one of them, man. But uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it goes fast, man. So tell these kids to enjoy it. You enjoy it, man. Keep doing your thing. I appreciate you. Hey, Todd, man, I certainly appreciate you always, man, and, and, and blessings to you and your family. Y'all stay safe and stay, stay healthy. Absolutely, big guy. Well, look, we'll get you back up here soon, man, because your guy's going in the top spot. Tory Daddy, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>